Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcast. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. Now, if you want to find out more about them or any of the other authors in the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash authors, where you'll actually find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable and free, that's free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're speaking with Dr. Debbie Jolnay. Uh, now, Debbie is a meditation and mindfulness instructor, a best-selling author, and an educator. Now, throughout her life, Debbie has truly believed that the true healing only happens when the root cause of illness are treated. And the problem is, what she's found is that most people these days are just treating the symptoms. Her holistic approach combines multiple natural and complementary methods that work to guide people just like you back to their very best self. Now, Debbie founded the Quantum U Academy, which is an online academy, a brilliant academy dedicated to helping people reach their full potential, achieve incredible levels of inner peace, and learn how to manage their stress. Now, in addition to a series of standalone courses, the Quantum U Academy also houses an online membership called Wellbeing Matters. And Debbie's going to talk a little bit more about that as we progress through the interview. And this Wellbeing Matters actually teaches people everything they need to know about well-being. In addition to all of this, Debbie is a practitioner of stress management and is associated and it's associated illnesses. Now, Debbie empowers people through education and sharing of knowledge to respond to life rather than react to it. Debbie is passionate about helping people realize their innate power and potential for self-healing and self-discovery. So it's a real pleasure. And if you could, please join me in welcoming to the show, uh, Debbie. Hello. Hi, Ben. Thank you very much for having me today. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much for being here. I'm excited. <laughs> me too. I've been going through your, your book here, and I'm, I'm really just excited about where this interview is going to go. I love everything quantum, so that's yeah. me. I'm, I'm right into it. And your academy is called Quantum U, so I'm very, very excited about this. Uh, before, well, we might as well just kick off with, with what is it? Why did you get into this topic? What lights you up about well-being and healing? And just tell me a little bit about that. Um, I guess it's because I, I do believe that stress is the number one cause of physical illness and disease today, and it affects each of us um, in, in different ways, and we, we each can encounter things regularly which make us feel stressed. And I've, I've noticed that a stressful event that causes illness in, in one person may not cause it in another person, and I believe mm-hmm. it's how you deal with these stresses when they occur that, that really counts. And I myself am very well acquainted with stress. I worked in the corporate world uh, for many, many years. I, I actually had a corporate job for 12 years. And I would often work for seven days a week, 18 hours a day, struggling to meet impossible deadlines. And I just wasn't managing my stress. And I started getting ill. I was catching every bug that was going around. Um, and I actually remember... Um, looking back, I guess this is what you call a, an absolute breakdown, but I, I clearly remember sitting in at a client's office building one day and I was, I was literally shaking. I was, I was having um, a, a total meltdown thinking, oh my gosh, I can't do it. It's too much. I can't cope with this. Is this what a nervous breakdown feels like? And, and mm. that was, that was, that was the first of, um, of two um, very near um, stress meltdowns that I had. Um, and then I spent the next few weeks in bed with flu on steroids just so I could breathe. And I thought there's got to be a better way. 
And of course there right. is. There is a better way. So, and this was being caused by, like, like you say, so it's different for different people. So, do, so same people have the same experience take place. So, what, do you, what is it? What, what is the difference? Why does someone experience stress one way and someone just doesn't? I think it just comes down to um, quite a lot of things. You know, it can be your coping mechanisms. It can be your your experience of previous stresses. It can be your um, your support. Your you know your your support connections. Because um, some people have good support networks, you know, with family and friends. Some people don't. Um, a lot of it does link back as well. There's a lot of studies that link it back to childhood trauma. So just some of the things you've experienced in your childhood. So there's lots of different things that actually contribute to the way that people do experience stress. Got it. So when it comes to stress and people experiencing it, I mean, for you, what do you think was the inner causes that, that led to that experience? That, that- um, so for you, like, what took you through the process? Where because I think a lot of people out there are probably listening and saying, "Geez, am I having a breakdown?" <laughs> like, I'm sure they're <laughs> online googling, "What the heck is happening to me? What's changing?" So, what should people look out for, and what's the, what are the symptoms or the indicators? Oh wow, um, I think they're pretty they're pretty varied, but um, I think a, a key one would be if you're going home every night flopping down in front of the telly, having a glass of wine or a bottle of wine. Um, so you're kind of zoning yourself out with television or with alcohol or comfort eating or just endless telly. Um, maybe you struggle to fall asleep at night or just sleep through the night. Um, perhaps you find your day just runs away with you and you can't seem to fit everything in. Maybe you're snapping at friends and family and you don't know why. You're grumpy, you're irritable, but you just, you just don't know why. Um, mm-hmm. perhaps you're suffering from physical aches and pains, you're catching every bug going around, which is what I was doing. I'd always been really, really healthy. And suddenly every little cold or, or flu bug that was going around the office, I was getting it. And I, and I was thinking, why? I, I never used to get this, this ill. So, so I think it just, because it, it stress does, it, it um, suppresses your immune system and it makes you susceptible to a whole range of diseases. Wow. So, so what can a listener do. So I'm experiencing stress, I'm susceptible to illness, I'm irritable, I'm getting annoyed by my family members. I mean, based on those symptoms, you'd have to say most of the world is stressed. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) What what can people do about this? Like, what what are they meant to do? Um, There's quite a few things that you can do. I, my number one go-to tip is meditation. I, I find mm-hmm. meditation to be an absolute lifesaver. Um, yeah. Just meditating for a few minutes, well, preferably longer, but even just a few minutes every day has um, significant um, effects. I actually, um, I, I, um, I actually teach um, what's called health meditation because I actually believe that meditation is a tool with the highest overall benefit when it comes to managing your stress. Mm-hmm. So they've actually done so many studies into meditation and it's been the subject of so many of these studies that it's difficult to know where to, to start when attempting to describe it. So a lot of people have heard of this thing called meditation, but they don't really know what it means, what the benefits are, or even how to do it. But yeah. I believe, that, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, you teach a variety of different ways of meditation. What, how You've got this brilliant video series, by the way, that I recommend all the uh, listeners online check out, which is your 10 Unusual Ways to Meditate. I think that's a, that's a pretty that's cool correct. name. 
um, video series. In that series, obviously, the listeners can, can learn a little bit more, and we'll chat about where they can find that a bit later. But what I wanted to know is, when it comes to meditation, in your mind, I mean, what's your definition of it? What, what is, how do you define meditation? What does meditation mean to you? To me, meditation means connecting with your, your inner self. So very often people are searching for the answers outside of themselves, and I believe all of the answers are inside ourselves. And I believe we have this, this inner healer and this inner knowing and guidance that can actually, you know, that, that can answer all our questions, that can lead us on the right path, and that can heal us. So to me, meditation is when you, you sit quietly, you relax, and you go inside, and it's in these moments when you're totally relaxed and your, your body is calm and relaxed that this inner healer can actually emerge and, and start to heal you. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it's really just unlocking your own internal healing systems. Because I know you talk a lot about the fact that uh, meditation can transform you on all levels, uh, but also including from a biological perspective. I mean, there's a lot of research now showing us that meditators can perform all kinds of feats of healing. Um, So for you, it's it's like connecting in and then really just awakening, I guess, your power to, I don't know, experience well-being or something like that. Well, what's what's your preferred meditation go-to? Like if you had to meditate today, what, what, what might you be able to share with a listener that they could do to get underway? Um, I guess it depends what you're trying to achieve. So, you know, are you are you doing it for um, are you searching for inner peace or spiritual enlightenment, or you're searching for for health? So, if you were to mm. sit down today and you're actually searching just for for healing, um, I would recommend that you you just find somewhere quiet to sit. Um, you don't have to sit in you know funny positions, the lotus position, chanting on for hours. It's literally about find a find a comfortable position, make sure your spine's reasonably straight, and then just just focus on relaxing your body. So just focus on relaxing the various parts of your body, um, and then just focus on your breath. Um, that that's just the main part. That's that's all it really is. It's just focusing on your breath. Perhaps the part where um, as you breathe in and out through your nose, where you can feel the air entering your nostrils, just mm-hmm. focus on that point and try and just stay with that. And then if your mind starts to wonder, just bring it back to that and focus on that point. And you will find that your your body starts to relax and your mind starts to calm. And that is the point at which healing can occur. Yeah. Yeah, I've always had a bit of a saying in my mind that my breath is my best friend, and I've I've always found that just tuning into that really really helps quite a lot. So the listeners out there, they can just sit there and just focus on their breath as a as a starting point. Now you mm-hmm. you put together something called the Quantum U Academy. Yeah. Uh, tell me a bit about that. Well, I mean, why did you why did you name it that? What, what does it do? What inspired you to to create this incredible business? Well, firstly, the reason I called it Quantum U is is I believe that everything is energy and I believe that everything is quantum. Um, so by that I mean um, perhaps you've heard of the observer effect. So mm-hmm. so basically when quantum physicists were seeking to determine whether light consists of particles or waves, they discovered that light actually behaves in the manner in which they expected to observe it in their experiment. So when the experiment was designed to detect waves, light behaved as a wave. And when the experiment was designed to detect particles, light showed up as particles. So in both cases, light was conforming to the expectations of the experimenters. 
So what? Mm. Well, for starters, this just means that with the power of intention, we can actually collapse space-time possibilities into a probability. And this could be a probability for healing. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that line. We can, oh, that's the best. We can collapse possibility into a probability. Into a probability. Oh, that is just poetic, Debbie. In, in the quantum universe. I'm going to borrow that. Of course that's you can. so good. Possibility into probability. I love that. That's well, so in, a, in a quantum Sorry. universe, all possibilities exist in the quantum field. And it's by the act of observation that each one of these possibilities is collapsed into probability. So this means that you, with the power of intention, actually get to choose, or at the very least, get to stack the odds in your favor towards the outcome that you want. Mm. I love it. Yeah, nice. So you took that idea and you... So that's why you like the quantum, because it just allows people that potential, I guess, to... Well, that's why I called it Quantum U, because I believe um, that if we know how, we can all achieve whatever we want. We can heal ourselves. We can become whoever we want to be. There are no limits. Our only limits truly are self-imposed. Yeah, amazing. So that's why I called it Quantum U. So just, just just to kind of get that message across that, you know, everything is quantum and anything is possible. We we truly are limitless. Mm. Yeah, nice. I like it. So with the Quantum U Academy, the the core focus there is uh, to get people to experience well-being. And a lot of it is where you're trying, I mean, out there you mention a lot about the fact that society is often turning to medication or comfort eating or drugs and alcohol. And a lot of the time, uh, some of these behaviors are masking the the root cause of things. They're they're actually... They're just dealing with the symptom, but they're not dealing with the cause. Yeah. Um, so I know you've got this thing, well-being matters, this community. Like, tell me a bit more about this well-being matters. Right. So actually, just to, to mention, one of the things I mentioned in the, in, the, in the book as well is about how people are always just treating the symptoms. Um, and the example I give is if you're walking down the, the street and you've got a stone in your shoe and you feel the sharp pain in your foot, Are you going to take a painkiller to take the pain away or are you going to stop and take the stone out of your shoe? Um, And that is the problem. We're all so busy masking the pain and taking, we're going to retreats and we're going to, um, you know, and we're taking drugs and alcohol just to try and mask these symptoms instead of actually getting to the root cause. So with the Wellbeing Matters community, what I like to do is teach people all the different ways that they can use to, to, deal with their stress and get to the reasons that they're not feeling as well as they could. And yes, a big part of this is meditation and mindfulness. So I I teach meditation, which can be used to then summon that inner healer. Uh, And I teach mindfulness, which is about the just dealing with your day-to-day. It's it's about living in the present. So a, a lot of the stress we feel is either replaying things that have happened in the past or worrying about things in the future that haven't even happened yet and may not even happen. So mindfulness is just about living in the in the present moment, um, being here now, and non-judgmentally. So just observing what's there and not actually judging or labeling things that are happening to us. But then in addition so just, to that, yeah. So sorry, just on that. So for the listeners out there, they're sitting there like, oh, wait a minute, I thought meditation was mindfulness. So how do you so, – so I'm just sitting around at my work today. I'm feeling a bit stressed. Tell me, what can I do 
mm-hmm. to experience some mindfulness. Like what, what's, a, what's some practical tips I can utilize right now for mindfulness? Um, so I actually do bring that up in my 10 Unusual Ways to Meditate. So I've called it Meditate, even though it does include some, um, some mindfulness concepts because mindfulness is a form of meditation. So uh-huh. some of the things I talk about there, for example, is um, when you're having a shower, when you're standing yeah. in the shower getting ready to go to work, instead of thinking about your day and worrying about your day, just be there. Just stand in the shower, feel the water running down your back, smell your, you know, the, the smell of your favorite shampoo or soap, listen to the sound of the water hitting the, the surface that you're standing on, and just be there. Um, even brushing mm. your teeth, you can, you can just focus on just the sensation. Or here's an example. Try brushing your teeth with the opposite hand. So if you're right-handed, use your left hand to brush your teeth and just see how much Ooh, concentration that takes. Nice. That's a that's good one. <laughs> so, all right. So, okay. That's something that the listeners can do tomorrow straight away or even tonight. Mm. tonight. It depends what time they listen to this. Um <laughs> But so you're, I like that. So I can pick up my toothbrush with my opposite hand mm-hmm. and that's going to force concentration, which is going to force Absolutely. me into the present moment. Oh, I like it. And so the other one is, is cause I guess what you, what I'm interpreting here is that it's about being aware of the sensations in the now. So if I'm in the shower, I'm aware of the water, I'm aware of the sounds, I'm aware of the soap, I'm aware. So mindfulness, I guess, is just having awareness in the now. Is that kind of the gist of it? That's correct, yes. So um, John Kabat-Zinn actually, um, he defined mindfulness as, as having um, three parts. So it's about, um, oh, I've forgotten what his quote is. Can you believe it? Oh, it's about paying attention. So it's on purpose <laughs> in the present all good. moment. It's all part of the mindfulness <laughs> process. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he actually defines mindfulness as, he says, paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. So, so basically it means you're paying attention on purpose, which means you're consciously and deliberately paying attention to something in the present moment. So you're not replaying the past. You're not fearing and worrying about the future. And it's non-judgmental, which is about that whole paying attention to your experience as they arise without judging it or labeling it. Nice. Paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. Non-judgmentally, yes. That's super deep. <laughs> it is, isn't it? I like that. That's deep. I think uh, this whole concept of being mindful uh, often maybe leads people into a bit more of a state of vulnerability where they can just show up uh, as themselves without having any of those other concepts going on. Yeah, I like this. Nice. So that's mindfulness. That's some tips around that. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, before I go any further, I'm sure the, the, the listeners are probably quite curious. To, to get this uh, 10 unusual ways to meditate, you've also got some other amazing resource, 15 ways to well-being that they can download as well. Mm. Uh, what's the best place they can go to get that? So my website is debbiejolnai.com. So um, if they visit that, then they can go to debbiejolnai.com forward slash free hyphen gift. So that's free hyphen gift. Um, All right, so take... it's basically, actually I'll just spell it out to them. It's D-E-B-B-I-E-Z-S-O-L-N-A-I.com forward slash free hyphen gift. 
Nice. So they can grab them. Yep, that's correct. So they can actually um, download my 15 ways to well-being. Um, and that'll cover some of the things that we haven't actually spoken about today. So just things like connecting emotionally with people, tuning into your body. We've actually forgotten um, how to tune into our bodies and we function as these disembodied walking heads, never actually yeah. realizing that there's, there's another part of us, um, you know, below our, below our heads. So if you, like, what would you say is this thing, apart from meditating, what's the single greatest tip you could give somebody that they could start using right now that would help them experience more well-being in their life? Um, one of my favorite things is about the next time you're stressed, notice what your tongue is doing. So usually when we stress, you'll find that your tongue is quite rigid and pressed up to the roof of your mouth. If you relax your tongue in your mouth, this sends a signal to your autonomic nervous system that you're not actually under attack and it can relax. So when you deliberately relax your tongue, even when you're feeling stressed by some sort of external event, you're signaling your body that the event you're experiencing is not actually a threat and it breaks the association between the stressful event and switching into this fight, fight or flight mode. So... Basically, if you're feeling stressed, just relax your tongue on the floor of your mouth and you should immediately notice that you actually feel a lot less stressed. That is gold. Have you got any more of those? That's gold. <laughs> I love that one. Um, so I, another... I, do, I do notice that, that my tongue goes, it, yeah. it, it does push against the top of my mouth when I'm stressed for sure. Yeah, it goes quite rigid, and yeah, it goes quite rigid, and and you're pushing against the roof of your mouth, and just forcing it to relax is an immediate signal to your body. It's like, hey, I'm not under attack. It's okay. You can relax, and it does. Yeah, nice. Yeah, beautiful. I like it. Any other great tips uh, before we wrap up the interview? Any other things you'd like to share with our listeners? Things they could do, practical things they could implement. Um, another thing I always recommend is using a mindfulness app or you can even just get your Fitbit, but, but something that can go off every hour or every couple of hours that so just vibrates and um, alerts you. So from whatever you're doing, you just stop and then notice what you're doing, how you're feeling, how your body's positioned, and then just take a couple of deep breaths and then carry on with what you're doing. That's, it's just a signal to kind of bring you back into the now and, and, and drag you out of your head and back into your body. And just notice you might find that your, your shoulders are tensed or, you know, you're, you're all hunched over your computer like I am most of the day. And it's just a reminder to, hey, just relax, get back into your body, take a few deep breaths, and then just carry on with what you're doing. Yeah, nice. Nice. Uh, do you recommend any mindfulness apps that are out there? Um, I do have a couple on my website on the resources tab. Okay. Um, I can check it out there then. Yeah, I've actually got a couple. There's some very good ones out there. Um, one is called Insight Timer and another one's mm -hmm. called Mind Bell. So it's literally just setting it to go, you know, ding every now and then. But, but I've actually um, suggested some people do that with their Fitbit because I know some people have a Fitbit that kind of vibrates every hour or whatever you set it to to remind them that they need to go for their walk. I've just said to them, hey, why not also use that as an opportunity to just, you know, connect with yourself, connect with your breath, take a few deep breaths. So you don't even have to get an app if you have a Fitbit. Cool. So Insight Timer, Mind Bell, or using your Fitbit. Yeah. I like it. 
Now, is there any other things you'd like to leave our listeners with? Any final words that you'd like to say uh, about or to our listeners? I guess the main message is, um, you know, that you don't have to to live with stress. I, I lived with stress for a very long time and I've now come out on the other side. And so that is now my passion to, to, to teach others that there are ways and there are things that you can do to, to deal with that stress. So don't feel like you need to, you know, live with it, you need to suffer with it. You don't necessarily have to take medication. Um, you know, there are other things that you can do. And maybe you do need to take medication for, for certain things, but there's often very um, complementary things you can do in conjunction with that. So just know that there are options and there are things that you can do. Beautiful. Look, thank you so much for your time today, uh, Debbie. I've been actually, I don't know if you heard my keys in the background, but I have actually been <laughs> typing notes like a freak on everything you've been saying here. I have loved this stuff. I actually, I've actually got an appointment coming up, but I've got a toothbrush here at work and I want to go and brush my tooth with my office. I want to do that straight away. I think that is just the coolest thing. Oh, idea. let me know how you and get I on. Wanna, yeah, and I want to, um, I want to do this tongue thing as well. This is really cool stuff. Um, and collapsing possibilities into probability. I love that. She's poetic. <laughs> and this other one, I love this paying attention on purpose, in the present moment, non-judgmentally. Just awesome. Uh, I got a lot of value out of it and I'm sure all the listeners got a lot of value out of it as well. So we just want to thank you once again for coming on the show and sharing your incredible wisdom and congratulations on your international bestseller as well. That's uh, an amazing achievement. Well done. Thank you very much, Ben, and thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. So uh, we will actually wrap that up there. And here's the thing. If you want to find out any more about uh, Debbie or any of the other authors, please go and visit elevatebooks.com forward slash authors. And always remember, giving yourself permission to do what you love is the key to elevating all areas of your life. So until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.